0: Check, check, check. Hello? Is it me you're looking,
1: looking for? I can see, see it in your eyes. Can't believe- I can see it oh, in yeah, your Oh, yeah, we are smile. recording. That's great. Was that recorded? <laughs> yeah, that was. I'm not the best Lionel Richie tribute. <laughs> Don't hire me. It's <laughs> not the worst, though.
2: No, you're not the worst. I'd be the worst. <laughs> Luckily, we'll never, we'll we'll
1: never, never know so. the answer.
3: <laughs> this show contains badass material and foul
2: <laughs> language. Some people may find offensive. What else did you expect?
0: Nostalgia really whips the llama's ass. Join Jackie and Danielle, two best friends and ex-blockbuster employees who are re-watching some of their favorite movies from the late 90s and early 2000s on the No More Late Fees podcast. And remember, be kind and rewind.
3: What's up dudes? I'm Jerry D of Totally Rad Christmas, the podcast that talks all things Christmas in the 80s. Toys, movies, specials, music, books, fashion, and fads.
0: If it was gnarly during Christmas in the 80s, he's got it covered. Wait, is there a lot of things to talk about for the 80s and Christmas?
3: Well, you got the movie giants like Christmas Vacation, Scrooge, and A Christmas Story. There are TV specials like Muppet Family Christmas, Claymation Christmas Celebration, and a Garfield Christmas special.
1: Plus, classics shown every
0: year.
3: You also jam out to Last Christmas, Do They Know It's Christmas, and Christmas in Hollis. But most of all, it was a time for the most bodacious, best-selling Christmas toys ever. Like He-Man, GI Joe, Transformers,
1: and Cabbage Patch Kids.
3: Yes, them too. We cover them all, plus much more, including standard segments like "Hap Hap Happiest Memory," Gagging with the Spoon," "The Other Half of the Battle," and "Chant with the Littles." So tune in to Totally Rad Christmas everywhere you get your podcasts. Turn the clock back and dive into those warm and fuzzy memories.
1: Later, dudes.
3: At work
2: the other day, and like, uh, so we went to a went to a work dinner and like, you know, I've uh, bu- worked with a bunch of young folks and they're like, wanted to go and like sing karaoke afterwards. And I'm like, the old, folks. yeah, they're all in their twenties, man. And I was like, no, nah, I'm, I'm the old guy. I don't want to go like, you know, I just think, you know, they couldn't do it. But, uh, so they were sending videos along like afterwards and I'm like, oh yeah. So, uh, so who sings that song that you were covering? Like so-and-so. Okay. Yeah. Let's keep it that way.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 Who sings Hotel California? The Eagles. Let's keep it
1: that way. Yeah. Let, let, let's that. Jeez. It's funny that you you mentioned like karaoke and that. And also about like being older and how you don't really want it. I don't know. It's just not something you're kind of into or comfortable with. Cause like you were there. I was telling the story the other day. Uh really showed like the, the, the chasm or the, the age gap has like widened a bit because we went to the lion's head. Yeah. Uh and I cause I always love to do Eminem. Cause I like to rap or whatever karaoke, but I went up to do my name is, but it had been years since I've done it. And I was laughing, man, like halfway through the first verse, I realized what a mistake I'd made. Like if you know the lyrics to my name is, it's yeah. like, it really shows the times have changed. And I'm like. Sing, talking about like faster than a fat bitch that sat down too fast or something. Yeah. I was like, wow, wait, this yeah. is not good. Yeah. And the crowd just like sat and watched me stone faced. It was like, oh my god. And wasn't it on like you know like um, oh yeah,
3: <laughs> oh what, what, yeah.
1: What day was it? It was like I think it was something about women's,
0: women's like International Appreci- Women's day.
2: Appreciation Day or yeah. something like that. And he's like <laughs> singing about.
0: Bad sitting <laughs> yeah. there Kyle the was life. 100% tone deaf that day. Oh, yeah, yeah. And
1: then Don's like, So what did you do? And I was like, I t- had to, I got to commit to the bit. You got to do the whole thing. You can't give up. So Showmanship, George. I kept yeah.
2: driving the bus.
1: Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: People you're kept ringing the bell. You're Batman. Yeah. Yes. Batman, <laughs> Batman. yeah. But yeah, that's funny. Yeah. That's incredible. Wow.
2: But man, we've had some really good times at karaoke and we've done like the the hip hop karaoke and that stuff. <laughs> Oh yeah. We've knocked that out of the park. Yeah, that was definitely fun, the OPP one. And
1: then I got like really really drunk and then we tried to do was it me and you or me? You uh, and I did uh, the uh Dr. Dre. Forgot about Dre. Yeah, and I was pretty drunk at that point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. what was the first one we did together? We did Intergalactic. Intergalactic. Yes. Yeah, good times. It was good times. <laughs> yeah. Artists was with many many great albums.
2: Many. Oh, this is a good segue. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to segue. <laughs> yeah.
1: I was
0: like, hadn't you? Yeah. The
2: the nudge-nudge thing, like, like, come on, come on, pick pick up
1: what
0: I'm putting down. (laughs) Yeah, so this week we are going to be talking about Perfect Album. Now, a lot of people love songs and they love bands because of of their songs. But then there's also the acknowledgement that there are individual albums that are so perfect that each song makes up how great the experience is to mm-hmm. listen to the album from beginning to end.
1: Yeah. Yes. Something we don't see a lot of anymore is the album as an ex the whole album as an experience. We're in a very single driven industry, it seems mm-hmm. like this, with like, you know. Rap and pop being predominantly the uh, the way that music the popular music right now, but like yeah, that's how they seem to consume it. It's just by Spotify and singles and sure, even playlists are all just yeah. like singles. And but yeah, like long, you know, the days of. Like when did that end? Do you think?
0: I don't know, but you know the like a pot driven single driven industry has o- has always existed. But the end of a full album album experience, I think, ended with the beginning of downloading and streaming.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you had to buy the entire album to get that single. Well, I mean, I guess you could buy the single CD, but they were generally like what five bucks for that. So you'd be like, well, I could spend fifteen dollars and get an entire album, right? That's right. So. You'd get that. And then from that, you'd probably discover other songs that were on there that were potentially just as good as the singles, but weren't released as the that singles. That was
0: the hope. If that not, was the
2: hope. Sometimes better. Sometimes yeah. you're like, what the? Why was this song not a single? Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah that's true. That's true. Yeah. Aqua. Yeah.
1: Dr. Jones, Dr. Jones.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, I, yeah, to that point, I mean, I think what restored some of that experience is. Uh, vinyl you know the resurgence in vinyl that's happened over the last 15 years um kind of re re-established that experience of not only listening but enjoying and actually having to flip sides mm, yeah and there are some artists who are able to capture that but I think some 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 artists that uh, that have a really really strong album in today's environment I guess or or uh, today's climate of of album listening they they play it safe. Mm. And every song is, quote unquote, the same. Yeah. So that if you like the sound of what they do, you're just going to like the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Nothing's bigger and nothing's quieter. Yes, it's yes. just the same. It's flatline. So what we're going to do is we're going to uh, kind of go through what we consider are our favorites. Um and actually due to John's recommendation we're going to do something that we normally do with our movies which are like double features they're themed and we are going to do the same but for albums so this is actually going to be really fun
1: i'll try we'll try we just we, we were informed of this this category uh this grouping just like 10 minutes ago don't reveal our secrets <laughs> yeah, really. so i have i have some already picked but yeah i'll have to We'll have to think of some on the. Floor. Oh, I
0: think, but I think, I think can, we got yeah. them. I mean, I mean we're all again, music fans,
1: and it's like this is all just personal, and it's like subjective. But like, yeah, the idea of like an album you can listen to front to back. There's no bum songs, hmm. bum songs, uh, no dud songs, no bad songs. Like yeah. every, like the whole thing is an experience.
2: Yes. Now I can say that there there might be songs which are like, ah, uh, that's not my favorite one that's on there, but you don't skip the song. No. It's like you can still like you, you still go through it because it's it maybe leads into another song or sets you up for the next one, right? Exactly. But like, not every song on there is like, oh my God, that's a fucking, that's a pure hit right there. It's just yeah. like, it works in the whole context of the album. Yeah, yeah.
0: Exactly, yeah. And it, it's about that that, that big picture yeah. viewing. It's not about per song, but of course, each song is
2: great, <clears throat> making a great album. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Good. Well, now that we've established that. What are you drinking? I, I, I decided I, I didn't go craft beer. Um, I, I had a hankering for some some Irish, some old school Irish favorites. So I grabbed the Irish Taster Pack and right now I am drinking a Kilkenny, which is an Irish Cream Stout. It's
0: so good. It is good. You know what's funny? Uh, this week I started drinking doubt because of the change of the season.
2: Yeah, it's just like the heavy it's like it's like eating stew. You don't eat stew in the summertime.
0: <laughs> what are you, a psycho?
2: <laughs>
0: no, you don't you don't drink a double IPA while mowing the lawn and forty plus degree humidity it's ball stuck to leg.
2: Yeah. No. Ew. Let's see what you get nitro. Oh, go, go, go. That was literally
0: a perfect one. And this one you dump. You yeah, don't you, just... You yeah, it. you just dump it right in. Oh, look at that. I forget where I was... I, was I say? That's some good... It's some
1: ASMR. I was going to say. We are some ASMR. That's some good ASMR right there.
0: You know what coworker of mine likes listening
1: to us? Just for our bassy tones. Oh, really? Yeah. It's just the rumble. <laughs> that's some <like> bassy tones. <laughs> <laughs> I forget who where. I think I was at like one of my... <laughs> Family's functions, and I, I just turned the Guinness can like directly upside down. Yeah, and they're like, What? What? And they got like, they was, I was just funny, and they were just like, What are you doing? Oh, no, no, it's gonna overflow. I'm like, No, it's not. Trust amateur, <laughs> I'm <an> amateur. Expert. <laughs> yeah, I'm an
0: expert, aka alcohol. Yeah, um, on the stout front, I am drinking the Sea Piper coffee stout by Rare Bird, and it is a craft beer, uh, five percent it is, it's actually very good, I will say. Uh, there are definitely the chocolatey notes, as it indicates here, but uh, not like it's a well-balanced coffee stove, I find. Mm. And sometimes they're not. And Kyle, what are you drinking, my friend?
1: Well, I'm keeping it, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping it healthy. Not, well, not so much healthy, but this, this month I've decided to go off alcohol for a month. Don't everybody panic. It's okay. I'll be. I'll be fine. Um, so today I'm <laughs> drinking. You just got to give the liver a rest.
0: You know? Instead of worrying well, about your alcoholism, we're worried that you're. What off are you alcoholism? doing? Yeah, yeah exactly. are you
1: right. So uh, right now I got a Carlsberg alcohol free and i like how even they still put wait can i read it or is it too dark oh yeah they still put by appointment to the royal danish court on their non-alcohol beers <laughs> like it's like is that their logo or something or it's
0: probably awesome. or their, or their trademark slogan? yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> anyways it's not the best <laughs> it's because <laughs> I do have, so I'm, I'm waiting to drink it. It's in the fridge. Upstream Brewing from PEI make a non-alcoholic that's a good one. called Libra, and that's very good. Um, but yeah, I just picked these up because i never tried it, and it just it, it tastes like nothing. Do so you know what I mean? When those, non-alco- those non-alcoholic, those non-alcoholic, you know what it Carlsbad. tastes like?
0: It tastes like uh, Metro Center eight dollar watered down beers. Yeah,
1: it really does. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, kind of off, old,
2: stinky Gus's draft. Oh yeah. That
0: yeah.
2: has Yeah. How I kind of actually planned out my my double features, double listens whatever it is mm-hmm. um was I I decided to choose a modern perfect album okay. and then a classic perfect album. Great. Idea. So because I I I want to like you know going back to what we said is like you know this day and age like doesn't seem like that there's you know a lot of modern like albums really that a lot of people listen to singles but i've actually found quite a few um that through the singles actually ended up liking the whole entire album so my my first kind of double feature um, is pop perfection. Nice. Uh, so I, I like all types of music. I actually, I love pop music. I think it's, you know, I, I don't give a shit what people think of me. And that actually, you know, you know um, kind of shows you, yeah, my my zero fucks given on my first pick. Because <laughs> you know what? My zero fucks given on my modern pick is actually Future Nostalgia by Dua Lipa. Hey. That album is fucking perfect. <laughs> Beginning to end. Yeah. Like every song on that is absolutely amazing and one of the best mixed albums in the mm-hmm. last 10 15 years that I've ever heard.
1: Um yeah, there's uh it's funny cuz like I've even do it is just not something I would regularly listen to but I think I was we were here. Yeah. And we turned on. I forget who made who made that video. It was the NPR. The NPR. Oh yeah, it was Tiny Desk Concert Tiny Desk during the pandemics when they couldn't go to the thing. But so these artists would record these like three to four song sets, and Dua Lipa did one, and she had a live band, and she had backup singers, and she you could tell it was singing live. And man, they fucking. They rule like they threw down, like
2: it was perfect sounding. And I was like, okay, I think I like Dua Lipa now. Well, that, so that was the, that was my first introduction to her, was by you showing me that. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, okay, found the album on like, you know, title and started to listen to it. I was like, holy shit, man, like every fucking song on this, like I, I, I had bangers. I still have it. Like it's just, it's on repeat. It's, I'll listen to it, you know, not every week, but now, you know, still regularly. So that's that's my modern pick for cool, the cool. for my mm-hmm. pop perfection, my my classic pick and I I know this is probably going to be in yours too Matt is Tears for Fears songs from the big chair. Well, my <laughs> friend, it is. Yeah. Yeah. That album incredible. is ev- again, it, it like, like what else can I say about it? It is it is perfect. Every single song, the way the way that it comes in on shout and the transitions and blending of songs and the you know the the uh, almost like I, I I don't know what to what to call it, but the whether it's the the concept album kind of uh, vibe of you know introducing th- themes from songs that are later on in the album in songs that are in like earlier on in the album like yeah. uh, it, it, it's just it's perfect and and the singles off it are are perfect but so yeah that's that those are my pop that's a monster pop- album. album. Yeah. Yeah, awesome.
0: Okay, so um yes, you are right. Uh, Tears for Fears' Songs from the Big Chair is actually a part of my uh my pop perfection selection. First one of the double feet. Um so to your point, Broken contains yeah. the motifs and and themes that are uh, in other songs yeah. leading into of course one of the biggest singles not only of the album but of the 80s, Yeah. Head Over Heels. Yeah. It's incredible. Love that song. Uh but like just looking at the tracklist on that it's shout. Everybody wants to rule the world. Head over heels. Those are the three singles. But the other songs are not fillers. They're all killer. Exactly. So good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's some forty one album.
0: Yeah, it yeah, is. It is. <laughs> yeah. So which uh, is not a perfect album. N- no. No. Not so to um, as a counterpoint. I I don't have a modern to go with it. I have a retro. But I think this speaks for itself. And it is of course Prince's Purple Rain. <laughs> that album is just perfect. Yeah. It Again, is. another banger of yeah. an album it's not just a soundtrack it's an album
2: yeah um but what a fucking soundtrack to like wow. I mean, it's it is it is a like I, I say i've only ever seen like the movie like once sure i, I probably wouldn't never watch even, it again but yeah. man the album holy cow. i've never even seen the movie but, well, or her, or listened to the album
1: you've never listened to purple rain oh. i know the song purple rain yeah i must know other songs on it
0: yeah let's go crazy okay yeah, yeah. take me with you mm-hmm yeah. And the songs that you don't know fit so perfectly yeah, in this yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. the the album, as soon as you put it on, it's like what you and I talk about with Footloose. It's a perfect party album. You put it on, not one person is, you know, not grooving to it. Yeah. Every <laughs> song is a banger on it. Uh, when Doves Cry, uh, Darling uh, Nikki, uh, I Would Die For You. I would I Die For you. you. I just love the fact that you and I both wanted to break out into that at the same time.
1: It's <laughs> yeah. just so good.
0: And obviously, Purple Rain. So. Uh, that album speaks for itself, but um, what he said there was a quote. and It was like "Purple Rain" is the most purple thing he ever did. Yeah, <laughs> which makes total sense because purple was so associated with Prince because of that album. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, I mean, Pr- that I mean, he was a megastar.
2: Oh yeah, but even just looking at that cover, look
0: at this cover. Like, <laughs>
2: look Prince a on a massive that massive purple Prince straddling that yeah. motorcycle. Yeah, massive purple motorcycle in a like misty alley with some you know woman in a doorway just like you know yeah but like
0: but but like look at this framing like of all like the flowers on the side of it and like this album not only exists just musically but visually like look at it yeah like this like this album and the and the song the songs on it yeah Fit exactly with what what you're about to see. What's, it's dirty, it's grungy, and it's popular.
2: But wait, and look at the stark contrast between that and the album for or the like the the sleeve for you know songs from the Big Chair, which is just a black and white picture of the the yeah. two guys, the from two dudes, the two dudes. And then it's yeah. there's photographs on the inside, yep, yeah. uh, of you know them obviously touring around the world and that stuff. But yeah. the on the outside, it's just black and white yeah. with a black back. Like
0: I've always the, liked this photo, and it's of uh, Roland. He said sitting in bed and the newspapers make the bedding and the headboard oh yeah now there could be some commentary yeah but in any case um those are my pop perfection of perfect album
1: (laughs) wicked all right i don't have i don't have two picks each but for my entry for pop perfection now what's interesting about this pick is that most people would think that i'm going to pick a certain album when I see the art, the artist Michael Jackson. So, but then we were talking about like I guess unofficial rules of a perfect album. Um, Thriller, obviously amazing, classic, one of the best albums ever. I think I know that album. The second half, or the second, the last third of Thriller is I just don't listen to it. Do you know what I mean? Mm, a little like, bit of a snoozer. Human Nature is a good song, but I, there was another one I forget the name of it now. Somebody exactly, somebody you know. I forget the name of the time. Yeah. Anyways, after like. Beat it or Billie Jean. um, It's I just lose interest. So my pick for pop perfection is the follow-up to Thriller and an album I I still remember having that vinyl in my collection. My parents had it. It's of course bad with like the it's it's simultaneously one of the cheesiest but also one of the coolest like badass covers ever. Michael Jackson in that like full leather thing, you know. But when I was just going through the list,
0: it does it does live up to.
1: The double meaning of the word "bad," yeah, (laughs) yeah, and it's spray painted "bad" too. Oh yeah, the text there. Um, But yeah, like just looking through the songs. So I, I just lead off with "Bad." The way you make me feel, Speed Demon, Speed Demon. Speeding on the freeway, gotta get away. You know, remember that yeah, song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Liberian Girl. Now, Just Good Friends, you know, it, and another part of me. But like like we were talking about how those transition, like the way you feel when you listen to an album that leads into Man in the Mirror. I just can't stop loving you. Dirty Diana, Smooth Criminal, and Leave Me Alone. Like, come on. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Every, yeah, yeah. Those are all just great yeah. songs. The I way hate. you
0: make me feel has probably the groovy
1: <laughs> beat of all time. <laughs> Seriously. And it's almost like uh Tears for Fears the it's like
0: it's
2: like almost so backbeat. It's like yeah,
1: yeah. It's so good. It's so
0: backbeat. But but the production on, on the drum side on, on that album oh, yeah. though. That that I mean, Michael Jackson and Quincy Jones, what a pairing. Like you talk about movies you got like Tim Burton and Danny Elfman and Spielberg and yeah. William. And then you've got producers and artists that also yeah. work side by side. Like I, I we might touch on it later, but obviously what Bob Rock and Metallica accomplished together, like those mm-hmm. are like perfect pairings. I'm going to touch on another one that's obviously a giveaway, but yes, awesome.
1: What that one? You mean
0: uh, for pairings in the heavier? Oh yeah, category. Yeah, 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 yeah. But in any case, that's great. That's yeah, awesome. So
1: yeah, I mean, pop perfection. Now,
0: do you have an honorable mention? Maybe just from off top of your head oh, as man. a double. I'm trying to think,
1: like because like me, my my, I do. listen to pop now, but it not like I used to.
2: But it doesn't have to be modern. No, like you I know, I know, be, I know. It, it can just be something else that you're like, "Holy shit! Like that's really good." Yeah. Hmm. Well, if it's not coming to you, I guess you don't have.
1: That's what I mean. Like I can think of, but now I'm like stuck in that '80s zone where I can think of albums or I can think of songs, especially artists that I loved, hmm. but I can't remember really the whole. I can think of
2: so many '80s albums that, like, honestly, are
1: actually, okay, well, so many. I can think of stuff like. Um, Make It Big by Wham. Uh, oh, She's I, So Unusual by Cindy Lopper. Oh, um that, That's these are great albums. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like I have I have both
0: of those at home. I have both in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah She Bop and uh Time After Time, of course, Girls yeah. Just Wanna Have Fun. I mean, that's hmm. a great album.
0: So Time After Time, I was talking about this not too long ago. The I think the true testament of a good song is if it can be played in multiple genres and yeah. it'd still be amazing. Time After Time is one of those songs. Oh, yeah. 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 On that note, what do you have for your next category, John?
2: Well, so uh, complete opposite of pop perfection is Metal Magic.
3: Yeah! Yeah!
2: Oh, it sounded like the, the what's it called? The the, the who? <laughs>
1: David <laughs> from Caruso oh, yeah. from CSI. Dang. Yeah!
2: Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right. Won't get fooled again.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: No, so the uh, the who is not included in this uh so <laughs> they're yeah. not metal. They're not metal at <laughs> all. Um Oh my god. I have them. Okay, I have one. You have one. I got it
1: for I, metal. Yeah, I'm just gonna go. I'll go one for each of these categories.
0: We're very, we're very composed
1: and you planned. Guys, you guys went way above and beyond. Oh yeah, I came with like three
2: albums, but now I'm like trying <laughs> to think. Well, I just ones. thought of the like the the double feature on the drive home. I was like, fuck yeah, I'm going to do that. Just, That's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. So um, so my my two um, so my modern my modern and my classic one actually aren't separated by. two too long of a period my classic one is not uh, a classic metal album you know by the classic metal album standards i don't think but so so how old is it uh, it's only 20 years old
0: so that by definition is called classic. okay perfect okay so it's a classic metal album
2: yep. okay um so my my modern one is ohms by deftones mm. like mm, look at you man that like when that album came out last year every fucking song on that hits the The riffs are utterly amazing. The choruses are massive. And the grooves grooves are just always there, man. And so it, like, again, been one of those albums that has been full, like, not just individual songs. The entire album has been consistently on my playlist and played the whole way through since it came out last year.
1: You've done some bass
2: covers. I've done two bass covers on that.
1: Yeah. I was just thinking, especially that song, you did the cover. I forget the name of the song now. um, That you... (laughs) Ooh. Um, but the, you know, I don't know how underrated he is, but man, like Chino, one of the great original vocalists, 100%. like he always delivers, he always comes up with really interesting stuff,
2: you know especially in shines on ohms for sure there's been like those times when you're listening to a song and you like you and i have had those like when we've been like playing stuff and like or like writing stuff and you just hit that like that perfect note and like the hair just stands up and you're like oh man that that, that melody that's <laughs> yeah. i got that on so many of the choruses uh, like uh, during ohms because like the the verses would just be Brutally heavy, wicked riffs, like amazing grooves. And then you get to this like just stunning chorus and it just absolutely floors me. And mm-hmm. that's
0: and that's something that I found Deftones grew into, but but perfected. Yeah. So when you listen to the earlier stuff, the the fundamentals are there. Yeah. But it wasn't until White Pony did you start to hear like this band become, oh, this is like a festival band now. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. the the local band from California. With, you know, turntables and metal guitars are a, now a new metal band. It.
2: Like a, like a, so yeah. that's
0: the other thing too, is that, you know, very unfortunate, the, the new metal moniker like really holds like a stigma against itself. But although yeah it takes us back to a time and a place. So, I mean, Around the Fur is one of the greatest. Yeah, grooviest alt metal albums, but I don't consider it new metal in the sense that it does. It's not Corn, it's not Limp Bizkit. Yeah, it's something all by itself.
2: Yeah, it wasn't like I know we're gonna kind of going off on a tangent here, but when I think of new metal, I think of very cheesy, like almost forgettable, like stuff. But I know like Corn was lumped into that. I know that Deftones <clears throat> were lumped into that. But when I think of new metal, I think of puddle of mud and like crazy town and like it
1: turned into just the rap the rap metal hybrid
0: well it was a paint by numbers yeah uh pop driven mentality where the industry was saying this is really uh profitable right now let's just go with that Mm. and i mean its legacy hit its peak and sealed its fate during woodstock 99 yeah. I mean that right there, that's the culture that supported yeah. the new metal vibe. And unfortunately, that does kind of take you back to when that happened. I, I, I think I think that's its time and place of when new metal was at its peak. But new metal in the fluff throwaway, oh my god, like self uh self aware yeah. parody of itself. Um, uh, because I think I think new metal is not the proper term, even for those that belong to it like if you want to give credit to someone you don't call them new map. yeah mm.
2: the fact that system of a down is lumped <laughs> in with like you know fucking puddle of mud and these guys when they're so fucking left yeah, field exactly. That's compared right. to them yeah. that it's it, yeah you're you're like you said it's a paint by numbers you're paint with such a broad brush that you can't like
0: yeah. It's just like, it sounds heavy, but it sounds funky. You've got rap elements. You've got screaming elements. Oh, let's just consider uh, it new metal. metal. Yeah, uh, and, and, and I think that was just, just the ignorance of marketing. And, and it worked, though, oh, because, yeah. you know, uh, look at the OzFest tours. You look at those sampler CDs that came out. If you were a kid listening to heavy mm. music in the late 90s and you liked new metal, alternative metal, whatever you want to call it, um, yeah, you had the pick of the litter. Like, you could literally put your hands on everything at that yeah. point when metal never got the credit. But it also killed itself very quickly because when you and I did that episode, we mm-hmm. were looking at dates
1: mm-hmm. of new metal. Mm-hmm.
0: We were surprised at how short of a window that yeah. truly was of good, worthwhile new metal. Um, but yeah, so not to hijack the conversation, no, but, no, no, but no. literally when we're talking about Tones and we're talking about new metal, they are a product of not not meeting what um, new metal kind of discredits the bands that are labeled under it,
3: mm-hmm. I guess.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to search for the words for it, but like they are not new metal, but they were considered new metal. And I think that they're an important band of that time period. But when you're talking about an album like Own, they've already reached that peak where yeah. they are their mm-hmm. name brand. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're a household name.
2: Yeah. So my 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 second pick, my classic, then is actually sorry, twenty two years old. I thought it actually came out a little bit later. Okay. Than it did, and you know what? I think these guys are lumped into the new metal category as it is. Okay. Twenty two years ago. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay. So that's ninety nine. Yeah. Okay. Jeez. It is. Oh my seven dust. Oh, oh my, my god! Look what at a you. Great pick that <laughs> album is perfect. Denial. Denial. Waffle. Yeah. You got like look look at. Look, the track listing: so home, denial, head trip, insecure, reconnect, head waffle, Rumblefish, licking cream, grass crumbled, feeling so grasshopper, and bender. One of my <laughs> favorite fucking. Like,
0: wow, let's dun, do it, dun, let's do a cover sometime. Oh, <laughs> let's my do a God, cover. Yes.
1: I mean, I know that song,
0: all right. But it's wicked. It's funny. I mean, like
2: it could, how the album opens. I know.
1: Yeah. And then, yeah he's one of the best drummers in in metal for sure like he has like unparalleled groove ability you know oh wow yeah
2: and and it goes back to like it's very much the same vein as as the deftones big choruses Mm -hmm. that are like just like so you got these crazy like you know staccato guitar riffs like where everything is locked in together and then just these big open chords throughout the 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 choruses and then think of denial
0: yeah. Denial. Yeah. Seems choruses, it yeah. had to go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Perfect.
2: Yeah, and like, like all memorable. Licking cream with um the 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 yeah. lead singer from Skunk and Nancy. Like you know, I I mean that that blah. oh my god, like that yeah. just I I just knocked the microphone because it just it's so amazing. <laughs> like, my hands have to move when I talk about. That's I mean, nostalgia speaking right exactly. there. Bender with, with Chino, Chino from yeah. the
1: Deftones. Like slow it down. Yeah. That's a great
3: chorus.
0: Um, I I remember, so again, going back to 90s metal experiences, growing up in Canada, we had our own version of what was considered a late night talk show. And that was Mike Bullard. Mm. Open mic with Mike Bullard. Mm -hmm. And that was no good. But he had. No
1: bueno. I was going to say that.
0: But he he uh, he had Seven Dust on, and they played Waffle. Oh yeah! And I recorded that, and that was a part of my like video comp of like what I would record from like any kind of late night TV, be it Tom Green, Mike Bullard, or Loud. And and I kept that one because it was just it was so good. Like,
1: yeah.
0: so it's perfect though. Like, but then. You speed ahead even fifteen years, and bands are doing breakdowns. They were the they were doing breakdowns
2: before we were doing breakdowns. I yeah. know, yeah. I, like I like I mean, would you would you call seven does gent? No, no. But but well, yeah, they helped to
1: I a. guess in a way, like because they were doing like you said breakdowns, but they were their verses. Like yeah. it was just like t-gum, 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 and yeah. like that's what that seven that's The
0: seven Tune dust down sound to yeah. be. yeah. You know and where. Chunk. Oh, chugging it! Yeah. Everything was chugging it, but they had groove, and I think that they're very—they're criminally underrated. Oh and, my god! And even their singles, not the full albums, but the singles that they've produced
1: since Home
0: are still fucking amazing. Yeah.
1: I'm 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 constantly surprised. I'm just confused and surprised that Seven Dust aren't bigger than they are. I mean, to me, they're amazing, and I love them, and they've definitely had success. I know they had those problems with like their label or something when they first, like he almost, he was like accounting, he was stealing from them or something happened um, where their deal went bad or the record deal. But man, like 7 Dust has always produced consistently great stuff. I don't know why they're not huge. I just don't understand.
0: And and when I went to see them, they opened up for Godsmack here in Halifax. yeah And I've seen Godsmack before and I like Godsmack, but my God, when you see 7 Dust, you're like, man, this band's fucking tight.
2: (laughs) You you watch 7 Dust and then you're like, Well, how do you follow that? Yeah, how do you follow that? Like, yeah, man, anyway, that's my second pick. Very cool. That's a good pick.
0: All right, my metal magic, and you know I'm a metalhead. Really? Through and through. You? (laughs) So when I think about Uh what's a perfect metal album, there's a lot of great metal moments. Just like in horror, there's a lot of great horror moments, but does it make it a great movie or is it a great scene? Mm -hmm. And very rarely... Do all of the things come together in this perfect package? The band writing amazing songs, the band forming perfectly, the producer capturing and producing it perfectly, and then it coming out at the right time. And it continues and, and has a legacy that exists to this day. And I consider this to be one of the best, perfect metal albums of all time. And it is, of course, Rain and Blood. Yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> They're track for track, dude. <clears throat> all killer. They're all amazing. Angel yeah, of at, Death.
1: Look at these guys. Look, look at, the at these young guns. Look look,
0: look, look, look. Okay, you got Angel of Death, Piece by Piece, Necrophobic, Altar Sacrifice, Jesus Saves. That's just side one of... of like, when this came out, this was on tape, it was on record, and then goes into Criminally Insane. Starts out with that... Like, what a great way to open up the second side. Like, all right, okay, I can calm down again. Like, this is the best, like, 33 minutes you've ever spent in your life. And every song is amazing. Now, when I was talking about producers and artists, it's Rick Rubin and Slayer. Mm -hmm. There's never been a better pairing for a metal couple. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Terry Date and Deftones, Terry Date and Pantera, Pantera. obviously, uh, are solid. And as much as I love Pantera... I was a dime fan more than anything. Look at your coaster. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you see this. Yeah. So, yeah. so Kyle's using a coaster where it's Bob Ross, and he's painting the Rain and Blood album cover.
1: Uh, this might be the South. Oh no. Is it the South of Heaven?
0: Nope, that's Rain and Blood. Oh, it is okay. Yeah. I did not bring South of Heaven because it is not Rain and Blood. <laughs> 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 and as much as I love these the songs War Ensemble, Dead Skin Mask, and Seasons in the Abyss from Season of the Abyss. Mm-hmm. Seasons in the Abyss, Seasons of the Abyss. In the abyss <laughs> is not random and blood. Anyway, this is—I mean—it's legendary. Yeah. I when you when you talk about like classic metal albums that course, are big uh... and guitar-driven albums, obviously, Master Puppets ride the lightning, kill them all. You know, like the the early Metallica stuff are amazing. But when you talk about an album with just no let, like, it does, it, it does doesn't not let up. up yeah, it yeah. just, it goes the entire way.
1: <laughs> the whole time.
0: So I'm having a really hard time to come up with a pairing for this. Okay. Now, I've got, I've got one of my favorite album of all time as, as, as discussed on the show. And as anyone who knows me, it's Marilyn Manson, Hey, Cry Superstar. But do I consider that? A metal album it's not truly a metal album yeah by category it's a concept album but i do have it with me anyway just for just for observe. <laughs> um it's the, a great album
1: the alternate cover the strange that's a, such a strange cover
0: yeah it's not uh bizarre <laughs> um bizarre yes however i think for me when i'm again i'm trying to take myself out of what do i like what do i listen to but what do I not skip? And I do have to select Rob Zombie Hellbilly Deluxe. <laughs> nice, and it's a very bizarre album for me to get behind. I think as a metalhead because I've always been like the purist in a yeah. way. I now, love I, the uh,
2: thir- what does it say? Like, I see the Thirteen the comp-
0: Cadaverous yeah. Tales or yeah. something like that. Oh. Let me.
2: 13 uh, tales of cadaverous cavorting uh, inside a, the Spook Show International. <laughs> the Spook Show International.
0: <laughs> yeah, and you get, you know, like a half-naked cherry zombie in there. Which, oh, yeah, there she is. Great. Right? And um, it, it was a toss-up. It was either that or White Zombie Astro Creep oh, 2000. Astro Creep 2000. Yeah, I'm more of an
1: Astro Creep guy yeah, for sure. Sure, for sure. Yeah.
0: But there's something different about this album. And I think, I think what did it for me with Rob Zombie Hellbilly Deluxe was that it's got so much of a horror element yeah. to it that... The songs go beyond dun 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 Yeah. Which is a great groove, but is almost on every song yeah. on Astro Creek 2000. That's true. Which I love. Yeah, that's true. But bah. there's something different yeah. on Hellbilly Deluxe that song for song. And it's
1: like so horror theme.
0: Well, I mean, you've got Super Beast, Dragula, Living Dead Girl. I love demon demonoid phenomenon. I've written down my spook show, baby, twice. I, I love that show. Yeah. Uh, how to make a monster? So it's he—he's almost captured the spirit of black metal, where you record like a full band with one shitty mic in the middle of the room. Yeah. How to make a monster, baby? How to get it on? <laughs> but it's yeah. like. so many babies yeah yeah but there's nothing there's nothing individual about that track it's just like record it all together Mm -hmm. as a mush which is like i mean how to make a monster is an actual like b50 or so he made it sound like that as well um meet the creepers an amazing song ballad of resurrection joe and rosa whore whatever (laughs) sounds great um what lurks on channel x though i think is super underrated i don't think anyone's listened to that song and they should.
1: I got to listen to this. I don't yeah. think I've listened to the whole thing, like, all the way through.
0: Yeah. Anyway, I will I will give it to Hellbilly Deluxe over Astro Creep 2000, only for the fact that there's a little bit more variety to it. Oh, Astro Creep 2000. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Now, when you talk about, like, long titles, like, so, 13 Tales of Cadavers cavorting inside the Suksu <laughs> International, AstroCreep 2000, Songs of Love, Destruction, and Other Synthetic Delusions of the Electric Hit. Oh, so good. So good. So good. <laughs> so, many good. Words. so confusing. It's so good. It, but yeah.
2: Yeah. It's like, it, it just, it works, man. That's yeah. It works. It's good. Wicked.
1: All right, so for my metal magic, uh, I'll touch briefly on two albums first, uh, just just to go back with what you were talking about, Matt, about pairings. And you like Rick Rubin and Slayer, but you know who also worked with Rick Rubin? And I totally forgot about this album, and the fact that I was obsessed with this album forever, and I would listened to it, because every song was so good and they're so quick. Uh, Rick Rubin and System of the Down, Toxicity. Sure. Oh, yeah, toxicity front, you love toxicity front to back is to me is amazing. it is I'm utterly amazing, and there's the like album. fourteen songs on that, yeah. and like every song like it it's because it's like it's not that every song sounds the same, but because the like um what's the idea of like not proof of concept or something, but like they were just like every song leads into the next one so perfectly, even though they're different, they still sound like system songs like. Like, uh, mm. it's like circus metal or something. They created it's very this sound. Middle
0: Eastern. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I love Toxicity. Uh, another one I'll mention briefly because you, you put home on your, on your list. Of course I love, but to me, honestly, and I mean, it's the next album, but Animosity to me is a perfect album by Seven Dust. It is really, good. I love every song on and every song has a perfect chorus. I love a good, like, like, uh, energizing, like, and lifting up kind of chorus, like just huge, like emotive, emotional kind of chorus. Uh, and every song to me on Animosity is, is like that. Like, what's that song? Um, I'm forgetting all other titles, but like Angel's Son to me is also one of the greatest songs oh, ever written. Yeah, like, yeah. that's top 10 song for me. You know what I mean? So that's on that album. But the album I will pick for Metal Magic. Mm. Uh, very important album to me uh, in terms of like broadening my metal horizons. Like, you know, the thrash. I got into metal with thrash metal. So you got Sepultura and Metallica and that like mm-hmm. paved Sepultura. the way. Um, I don't know. if They, they kind of proggy, but. I don't know now that I just love this band so much that I can't even I don't even know what to call them anymore because they just sound like Mastodon and the album is from 2004 and it's Leviathan. Of course. And you know what else I love in in, in like a perfect album Uh, a good concept and a good like a story like the whole thing is an experience like the whole thing is a story so this is obviously based on the Moby Dick novel like this kind of like I they have songs called like Iron Tusk and I am I am Ahab, Sea Beast, Blood and Thunder like it's such a high concept metal album but every song is great and Iron Tusk is one of the great metal songs ever in, in my opinion um but yeah, it, it just, again, like every song leads into one another and it's just kind of like goes on this like path and it's just such mm-hmm. a great experience front to back. Uh, and just like, but it's a weird album, you know? It is weird,
0: but it's amazing. It's yeah. a journey.
1: It, it is a, a journey.
0: journey. But it is, it's a, I find with Mastodon, it's much like Pink Floyd, like it's a literary experience. Mm. Yeah, Like you have to go song for song, chapter by chapter, because the, each you know, the, it's Greater parts of the whole, or whatever, or the yeah. whole is some of the parts, For or whatever. Sure, yeah. yeah, it's literally an, an experience.
1: Well, you can listen to each song individually. You know, the whole thing does work as an experience. Yeah, yeah. I think
2: it, it amps up the experience to listen to it all as one, though. Mm-hmm. Like it's it, it's you know when you re like it'd be like taking a yeah chapter out of a book and just reading that one chapter. Like it, you know, now that I've heard the whole album before, or read the whole entire book, I kind of understand it. But it works better as a whole. Right? Sure, of course. Yeah, that's yeah,
1: true. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, that's true. Yeah. Very cool.
2: So there's there's three.
1: There's three. There you go. Wow, well, there you go. Good you made you, up for man. your other deficits.
0: Your other deficit. So what's the are we into a
2: final category? I think we're in the final category, which okay. my, my I and,
1: did come up with I have a new category. Okay.
2: So my my final category was alt rock ops awesomeness. Okay. Okay. Because like I, I I was trying to think of like you know, again trying to keep it the theme of like, you know, new, new, new albums and then old albums. Drunk cat. Cats. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it was kind of hard to, to you know, yeah, I couldn't say like new wave because I don't know. I don't listen to any new new wave. but uh, new, new, kind of, wave? New, new new wave? New new wave. So I went with alt rock and I think that both both the bands are definitely alt rock. So um, mm. the new album uh, is a band that I got introduced to by uh, our good friend Ken. Uh, it was a couple of years ago. And I've just been absolutely obsessed with these guys because actually they, mm-hmm. they do on average about two albums a year. And... Every single one of them is vastly different. Like, they'll do a metal album, then they'll do a blues album, then they'll do a jazz album, then they'll do this. So the band is King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. (laughs) And the album is called Flying Microtonal Banana. Is this the metal one? No. No. No, I like the metal one, but Flying Microtonal Banana is... They, they rubber act- baby buggy bumpers <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i know kind of sounds like that no but they actually use microtonal instruments so a microtonal oh, bass yes. microtonal guitar yes. and created these amazing songs with these weird scales that like actually almost remind me of like the system of a down type of feel where mm-hmm. it's like you know these these scales and these you know notes and the ways to put it together that are not typical in in western music Mm-hmm. But man, like flying microtonal banana from beginning to end is a sonic fucking journey. Like, you know, it starts <laughs> off with a song called Rattlesnake, which literally like some, the whole entire is rattlesnake, 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 rattle like, but it, in microtonal, like, and oh, oh man, it's wow. so fucking good. The whole entire album, every fucking, every fucking song again, just leads into one another. Be um, honest. Yeah. How much weed do you have to smoke to listen to this album? Not a lot. I don't think. I don't think so. I mean, you know, I I I don't think so. But, but you're uh, attached to this album. I am mm-hmm. attached to this album. It just it just hit me in that that way that I just like you know, I, and that was the first album that I listened to by them, and then just kind of fell in love with with the 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 rest of the you know the rest of their cattle. Speaking right?
0: so, of hitting, how's the chocolate
1: hit? Oh, I just I just did a, a half a bite of one square, so two point five milligrams. Uh, it's it's like a it's like a tiny little bit of weight on the head. It's yeah, it's really nothing, but it's good. It's,
0: it's it's my twinkle.
1: Yeah, I didn't want to get too messed up. Start like second guessing every single sentence that comes out of my mouth.
2: Wait, what are we talking about again?
1: That's okay. So this is this is a band
0: I've never heard of before.
2: I, and uh, come on, the, one of the greatest band names ever: King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Like <laughs> those roll off the tongue. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So uh that's my my first my my modern for alt rock awes- awesomeness. My classic is talking heads, speaking in tongues. Wow. Mm-hmm. Like I, I I know they like they could be considered new wave, but I think they're 100%. actually alt rock. But yes. Um it's such a broad category. I mean it really is. Speaking in tongues, like you know, you've got Burning Down the House, like burning
1: down the house, you've
2: got you know, Naive Melody on there. You've got uh, I'm trying to think what the other tracks are actually on there. Um, let me just uh, um, have it over there. So, like, yeah, Girlfriend is Better, like uh, Swamp, which is one of it, it. Swamp is such a dirty fucking song that's on this album, but it's like it's swampy. It's, it is. It's swampy. Like just, just David Burns like kind of vocals, uh, you know, that are on there. And to be honest, This Must Be The Place is my favorite song of all time. It, it, like I could listen to that a million fucking times. And I've actually, so the live version from the Stop Making Sense tour is I think the perfect version of that particular song. And I've told everyone in my family, my wife, everything. I was like, that's the song I want playing at my funeral. Like I want, because it's so happy and it's so joyous and it's so uplifting that I don't want people to cry. I want people to enjoy this amazing song. So anyway, speaking yeah. in tongues by the by, Talking Very Heads. Very cool. Um,
0: the Talking Heads album that I own is more songs about buildings and food. Yeah, from 1978. Cool. Yeah, I own that one. I almost brought it just for the fact that I know that you like Talking Heads. Yeah, but uh, I obviously I chose your for Fear, counterpart to yeah, yeah, that yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. category.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> cool. Awesome. Cool. That's my alt rock.
0: Alt rock awesomeness. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm going to treat Green Day Dookie with the same kind of mm-hmm. category or uh, kind of elimination as, that's as all, we would that's with all rock. Yes, but we're gonna I'm gonna take it out of the ranking. Oh, like we would with the Beatles. For it. it's like an obvious pick for like perfect albums that is or perfect whatever. album though. It is, but it's not my perfect album. Okay. But it is a great album. Every song is perfect on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. but. Anyone knows me. My perfect Green Day album is Insomnia. <laughs> yeah, that that is my actually and,
2: perfect Green Day album.
0: And I don't know why, other than the fact that it's more aggressive. Yeah, and it doesn't let up. Like there is the the only song that drops on that one is Panic Song, but even then, it's only dropping because the guitar is missing for the first half of the song.
2: <laughs> I remember specifically my dad, like begging my dad to drive me to Zellers. Yeah. To buy <laughs> Insomniac. Yeah. And I remember walking through the whole entire fucking store and yeah. just, just to to pick that up and like look at it and take that all. all it's just man. with glory,
0: right? Oh, yeah. You know, when you buy, when you're holding the thing that you need, you're like, yeah. God, I got it. Yeah. Right? The and the moment like, is here, yeah. But like every song on this is so good. Armitage Shank. Right into the brat, mama, dad don't look so hot these days again. <laughs> over the hill, stuck with me, which I've said it before. It's not the correct stuck with me, but we'll go with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Geeks drink breath, no pride. Babs Yuvala, who? <laughs> bam, bam, bam. <laughs> uh, Eighty six is my favorite song. Yeah. Um, There's
1: no return from. Um, 86. Oh my
0: god, that's one of my favorite songs ever. Uh, Panic Song, Stuart in the Avenue, Brain Suit Jaded, Westbound Sign, Tightwad Hill, and of course, Walking <coughs> Contradiction. The songs that you don't know are still amazing. On, yeah. it. Oh, yeah. they fit so perfectly in the album because they have the aggression. They also have the same vibe as Dookie, but there's something more driving this album than Dookie. And I think Dookie is because you know it was a it was right place and right time for a producer. And a band mm. to work together on mm-hmm. creating something profitable for both, but I don't know. Insomniac's got the band driving the bus.
2: Talking about a, like a pretty amazing follow up to like a hit record, like that's that's true. That's a really hard thing to do as a yeah. band. Is like well, okay, the, you've got a hit record now, make another one. The sophomore slump is more because um, yeah. it's like their pressure to yeah.
1: create recreate something that made them popular, but yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and they uh, but with Insomniac, it, yeah, it's just like. Yeah front to back it's like oh you want oh you want this again okay it's just everyone's like oh my god this yeah, is yeah. Amazing. but Here then comes what, another one But yeah. well, what
0: a departure <laughs> yeah going into nimrod but yeah. an obvious evolution
1: yeah we need to try new things yeah in
0: a band that wants to you know
1: mm-hmm.
0: not disappoint people but start something new yeah and i think that's something i really admire about green day despite the fact that stuff i got oh but yeah. you know, it's pop
2: punk now i think like newer stuff yeah but.
0: so my my counterpart to this i'm going class okay and i'm going to say this is definitely new wave but more on the alt rock side and it is oh. elvis costello this year's model such
1: a good fuck don't album. know this album at all yeah
0: i mean this I, you might know um uh pump it up bump it up oh, of
1: course yes. Yeah.
0: yes but like this guitar grew yeah every song on this record again we go back to perfect albums that make people move
1: mm-hmm. this is one of them
0: and if we put this on tonight after we stop recording you will love this album i'll move you'll you dance you, oh, you move. <laughs> oh you'll you, move. you move oh you'll move oh you'll move there's a time period where elvis, elvis costello and the attraction put a banger yeah one after another um but this album is is very, very. And I was blown away when I bought it and put it on. I knew it was one of the albums I should listen to before I die. Mm-hmm. And when I put that on, I was Lord. Yeah. I couldn't believe that. My dad didn't listen to something like this to bring me up on, but it's one of those albums where I'm like, Danny, you got to
2: Yeah, buddy, check this out.
0: And what I really love about this vinyl, talk it, talk it through here, <laughs> um, is instead of Columbia Records around the print, hmm it's Costello, Weird. so it looks like Columbia, but it, it does actually look, says yeah. Costello. Yeah, huh. For, Forgot yeah.
1: about that classic, like Columbia Records logo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, vinyl, very
0: logo. Cool. So cool. I I love I love collecting vinyl, and I love physical media, mm-hmm. as you know, because I've got a ton of VHS. Pristine
1: looking vinyl, you have. But when that. we
0: talk about like, is this alt rock? Is this new wave? I think that's what alt rock is. Is that it's alternative to whatever you expect it to be.
2: See, I always like new wave. I I I always associate new wave with a little bit more like synthesizers and maybe like processed drums of and course. that kind of stuff, right? Of course. So, like, that's why I was kind of on the fence because, yeah, like you, you know, uh, Talking Heads certainly have like you know synthesizers. It's a little bit different, like. But I mean, the Police were classified as new wave. Mm. But and,
0: you listen to the Clash and they call that punk, and I'm yeah. like, where's
1: what?
2: Yeah. Even like, early police is like punk. It is to me. Yeah. pure punk, right? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, like, like it, it, it again, like you're going back and classifying it, like, you know, exactly. you're painting with a broad brush on things, yeah. right? So, yeah. I mean, I, I honestly don't care about like mm-hmm. genres of music. If I fucking like it, I fucking like it.
0: But you know? if we are going to compare album to album, yeah. I think Dookie and this year's model fit super well Together. Oh yeah, man, you maybe. can hear how one artist has influenced another.
2: Yeah, you'd hear the evolution in that for sure. Oh yeah.
0: yeah, like oh you got three chords, great, let's run with it. Yeah,
2: I got three <laughs> chords. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> I got yeah. your three chords right here. I oh got your three God. chords
0: right here. All right, so there you go, Insomniac awesome. and this year's model.
1: All right, now these now I do have two, and this, this works perfectly now for this category because I do have my my two albums for alt rock awesomeness. Leading into, going to talk about this album first. And this next, the, the one after it is the alt, the, my number one perfect album, oh the my best God. perfect album of all time. <laughs> but we'll start here. And I was like, because, yeah, we were talking about how broad the category of alt rock is. And it's like, but on Wikipedia, this does say genre, alternative rock. Mm-hmm. Okay. Also power pop, mm-hmm. emo, mm-hmm. geek rock. Mm-hmm. What do oh, you think? I think,
0: you, I, th- I think you're going somewhere where uh, each album is a color. Except for this one. <laughs> No, like, that's the color. Oh, this that one is?
1: Yeah, released. <laughs> Plas-
0: I'm going I'm I'm to make a beat uh, out of that.
1: Okay, so we'll, we'll keep going with the clues. Re- <laughs> <laughs> released in
3: 1994,
1: widely yes. considered by a lot of people to yeah. be one of the greatest years in music history. Yeah. Um, in the Rolling Stone list of the 500 greatest albums of all time, it is 294. Mm. Um, not really. Um, I'm trying to. Th- it's, sorry, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Anyways, oh yeah, so one thing I noticed about this album its not the chocolate.
2: <laughs> um, Definitely the chocolate. You know, remember
1: how we talked about with movies, it's like your favorite movies versus the best movie. So this is actually, I'm going to say it's my favorite album. Like in that way, uh, it's my Back to the Future of music albums. Yeah, you and go back to it, literally. and it's Weezer's self-titled, the of course, Blue, the, Blue the Blue album. album. Right. I knew you were going to say that. Ten songs, every song is good. Yes. I don't, I mean, I don't skip any. Um, a lot of great singles, but like every song is just I don't know. And also, I love an out al- like Weezer over the years have. It's almost I don't know if they're trying to replicate what they did with the Blue album, or they're just I don't know. The, something about the Blue album is like yeah. a band, even though they're so young. They just came in like fully formed in in what makes them unique. Like that Weezer sound. And you don't hear a lot of bands doing it. No one sounds like Weezer. And maybe that's because of Rivers Cuomo's voice. Uh, maybe that's just because of how he can write chord progressions or whatever. But there's a weird like sadness or hauntingness to his melodies in mixing with pop grunge kind of guitars. I don't know. The Blue Album, every song is just beautiful to me. Like in the garage, great just ode to like the days of playing as a young band in your yeah. garage with your friends. Even the inside cover, the the booklet or whatever, that great picture of just um, two guitars, a bass, a mic stand, a simple drum set like in their actual garage. It's just like, oh, there's something else just so pure about that. too. Just like four guys playing instruments, not really a lot of process, nothing extra, you know? Mm. Uh, And that's Weezer. I mean, the Blue Album to me is just beautiful. Love it.
0: The the Blue Album, I mean, that is is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. It is a perfect, I think it's time and place. I think that's That's another big thing, too, is that the success of Weezer was that they came out at the right time. And yes, 94 is an amazing year for music, but especially in the alt-rock category. Mm. Like, think of all the bands that not only had been around and didn't really get the credit they deserve, but then debut the brand-new album. Mm-hmm. First experience of a band. And you're like, what is the song Buddy Holly? And mm-hmm. now it's a part of pop culture <clears throat> moving forward.
1: Like, and that was another thing that seemed to happen with, I don't know, like, how, like... Right place, right time, whatever—like the perfect lightning in a bottle that happens mm. for bands to get to a certain place. But like everything, like they got Rick Ocasek to produce their album, like their debut album. That David, like the DGC, like David Geffen Company, like sought them out, and they're like, "We're going to sign you." Like dream signing experience for like a young band. Then they get Spike Jones to make a music video for Buddy Holly, and it's like a Happy Days throwback, and it like won a bunch of empty. It's like a perfect storm. So a great album. Do you know what I mean? Yep. For a debut album from a band. It's kind of well, crazy.
0: It, it, it cemented their their legacy, but it also, um, it introduced this kind of like nerd rock culture.
1: Yes, yeah.
0: And it's like, it's okay to be nerdy. Like you think of like Big Bang Theory and Stranger Things and like. It's yeah. just like we're still, we're still living in Weezer. It's almost like,
1: yeah, you know how like the, so the metal, the metal kids or the punk rock kids, right. they're like the outcasts. Of course. But they're like almost like we're the ang, we want to be out, we're angry outcasts. We want to be outcasts. Whereas I think maybe with Weezer, what tapped into it was like, like you said, like for lack of a better word, nerd. The nerdy people, the the people maybe too scared to say that they, they're a part of a group or something. I don't know. Like yeah. like the the timid, maybe the you know, the little more the maybe a little more sensitive yeah. crowd. Like how would
0: you be a front person being so timid?
1: Yeah. Right and he was. Rivers I mean Rivers Cuomo has talked about it a lot, how he was just like, you know, crippling anxiety and he's just like he's not he's not an extrovert. Let's put it that way. I mean, he might've turned into it. I have to have been over the years, but.
0: Well, I mean, my good friend, Adam Marshall. he's that person too. He's very quiet. Uh, Once you get to know him, obviously he, he will talk to you like a normal person, but uh, in front of a crowd, you're like, holy shit. Like, I can't believe that voice is coming out of him. Mm -hmm. That's the same kind of syndrome where it's like, you know, you put a mic in front of someone, they've got something to say.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. And I've sat here quiet the whole entire time while you guys have been talking about Weezer. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome back, John. You don't, I, I'm still here. You don't like Weezer? Oh, no, I do love Weezer. Oh. It's just you guys were like, I, oh, I didn't oh. want to interrupt the conversation. <laughs> you guys very were just good. like very geeking good. out over the yeah band. Yeah. Like, yeah. Wow. That's cool.
1: All right. Here we go. Last last one, Kyle. Genre, according to Wikipedia, does say alternative rocks, so it still okay. qualifies. Okay. okay. But it also says industrial. I oh, know what you're talking about. Because we've had this discussion. yeah, This is the perfect album to me. What year? uh, 94. Okay. March 8th, 1994. Industrial. Um, Ah. Yeah. So, and this speaks to my love of concept, detailing the destruction of a man from the beginning to his death by suicide. His downward spiral, would you say? And so Trent Reznor had to go to the the house that Sharon Tate was murdered in. (laughs) To make this album. That's a real fact. He went to the the Manson murder house and wrote with and produced with Flood, Mm. The Downward Spiral. A perfect album, a perfect concept, perfect execution. Every song is great. Um, Also, just like... Um, when when artist is like, this is who I am or this is the music I make, I don't compromise for no one. you know what I mean? Yeah. You want me to make an album. I'll make you an album, but you're not gonna tell me how to make the album. So I'm gonna go to the freaking Sharon Tate House and just make this insane, intense like gears grinding, machine sounding, dark, sad, brooding metal, concoction, hybrid. there's so much going on in the downward spiral. it's like, oh my God. And then you have like classics like closer. Yeah, and you have hurt. Obviously, mm. what a, what an, and a weird ending to and look. The whole album mm. is just oh shit, just so intense and like heavy. Yeah, and then hurt is just such a like a whisper or something yeah. like a.
2: But it's yeah, it it I don't know it it, yeah. it, it does just passes you over. Like it's I love that.
1: I know that song a warm place and weird little uh, instrumental like textural things that he'll like put in there like a warm place. I, I just me and my friends growing up like we were just abs- for that little time you know when you're obsessed. When an album comes out and you're kind of just obsessed with them for the longest time, and right. we're like, "Man, a warm place." We we're like, we just loved a warm place, like this minute and thirty second long like interlude in the middle of a "Downward Spiral," the "Downward Spiral." But uh, man, I love this album. So yeah, if if Weezer's blue album is my "Back to the Future," uh, Nine Inch Nails is the "Downward Spiral," is my "Taxi Driver."
3: Oh
0: <laughs> wow! So good comparison.
2: Interesting segue into movie references mm-hmm. here. So in uh, Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, you know, universe, mm-hmm. the downward spiral probably wouldn't have gotten made because Sharon Tate That's did true. not get murdered. That's true. So Trent Reznor might have not gone to that home to oh. make the fucking album. <laughs> That's true. Wow.
1: Damn you, Quentin Tarantino.
2: <laughs> God. That's damn awesome.
0: It. But now being a Manson fan from the '90s, obviously there's a relationship between Reznor and Manson yeah. that has obviously dissolved since. But um, super strong. I was never uh, a Nine Inch Nails fan, despite being a Manson fan. But I was more of a Antichrist Superstar fan than I was Manson. Mm. Um, just for song for song on that album was perfectly produced. But that was a core, like it was a collaboration between Manson, the producer Sean Beavan. And uh, obviously Resner, the, the label, nothing records that, per, you know, put the album out. Um, obviously, both with substance abuse, both with hmm. um, struggling with stardom and kind of trying to produce a black mirror product for society. Um, they, that time period for 90s industrial alt metal hmm. was perfect. Yeah, like it was. Th- it was the right timing for it. For sure, it yeah. wasn't alt. It wasn't uh, hair metal, and it wasn't grunge. It was the fuck you to yeah to trying to package something aggressive. Yeah, and they were able to at the end of the day. Yeah, so that was our perfect album discussion. <laughs> so many I mean, we albums. could probably go on for days <laughs> oh, we about. Could. But at this point, this is just perfect albums, not great albums. Not yeah. It's just perfect banger.
2: I I mean, I'd be really interested to see like, you know, what, you know, the folks that actually listen to this, like, you know, we know we got folks that are listening in Canada and the United States and, you know, Norway Norway and all over the world. Uh, I mean, let us know what your, like, you know, perfect albums are. And are they different than ours? Or do you agree with our picks? Like, do you think (laughs) we're batshit fucking crazy? Like, or do
1: you agree with it? Like, I mean, yeah, it's all personal. But yeah, of course, everyone's taste is going to be different. But that's what makes it fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
3: 100%.
0: If you haven't, hit the follow button. Yeah. Because we try to do this once a week. We're on a good track record. Mm -hmm. Because we took a break Mm -hmm. uh, from December to May, and then we came back, and we haven't stopped. Had to retool.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Retool. (laughs) I'll retool you. All right. So for Junk Podcast, I'm Kyle, saying I've got an electric guitar, I play my stupid songs, I write these stupid words, and I love everyone waiting there for me. Yes, I do.
0: And I'm Matt from Junk Podcast, saying... Ready blood from a lacerating sky.
2: <laughs> this is John for Nostalgia Junk Podcast saying, shout, shout, let it all out. <laughs> These are the things I can do without.
1: Come on. I'm talking to you. Come on.
0: Love it.